There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So it's Linda, Linda, Linda Pollock. Here she is, everybody's favourite cynic. Alakazam. Alakazam. Linda, bloody Pollock. Linda, what have you been up to since last week? Oh, my No God. time at all. Right, I'm having a good old clear out of my wardrobe because I've got too many clothes. Right, OK. And when I think about the good stuff I've taken to the charity shop, only for yeah. it to be handed over to some... Older woman who does not know what treasures are waiting for her in those boxes, and she they probably got, I don't know, oh, mangled or whatever. So I've decided I'm going to sell online. Right. So I've been doing some online selling, and it's by and large brilliant. But I have noticed a tendency, right? I'm putting yeah. things up for 20 quid, maximum 25 quid. Yeah. Can you take five pound off that, please? Oh. It's like it's a virtually new frock. Some of them have got tags on. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say. Well, t- money's tight for people. I'm amazed that people can fit in your clothes because three saggy tits. I mean, are they a bit big? Maybe some of these blouses for some of these people. Listen, I don't judge other people's bodies. <laughs> no. You don't know how many tits they've got. I know, and they're not they're not appearing in a show by <laughs> Ben Bond Brothers all around the country, aren't they? From next week. Anyway, no, you know Any- the three tits thing isn't. True. Yeah, sorry about the three tits. I'm going to delete all that. Do you know what? People do love a bargain. How how are you for haggling and that sort of thing? Oh, I can't be asked. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of English about it. I find it a bit embarrassing. I like to very carefully work out how much they're asking for something. I'll decide in my head without speaking out loud whether I can afford it or not. And if it's too pricey for me, I'll back off. I do not say, can you do £5 less for cash? Yeah, I know sometimes that seems a little bit mean, doesn't it? My fucking God. One of my friends was telling me his dad would do it all the time in the 80s. Are you mad? No, like in proper shops. Pe- people do. So in yeah. radio rentals, right. That telly over there. Yes. You want, oh, they were expensive in the 80s, yes. weren't they? Yes. I can, I can do you two knicker. Do you two knicker for that. And if that not, shit, yeah. put the willy in the bin. Put the willy in the bin as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I wouldn't have the front oh, to do hold it. Hold on, let me do that again. I like this rhyme. It's really, really long It's really, really long and thin, as Ruth tells us, he put the willy in the bin. The bargain 
bargain bin. Now, people do like a bargain, yeah. but I, I've i got to tell you about this. An actor I met called Simon Snayshaw, right? Right. And he told me something. This is so British that British people don't really know how to haggle. And he was at a car boot sale, and he said he saw a bloke go up to <laughs> someone who presumably just started doing this car boot stuff, and he wanted, you know, he, he had some CDs or DVDs or mm. something down there in a little pile. And uh, this young man said to the slightly older man, um, uh, how much for the DVDs? He said, 25 quid. And he went, oh, no, forget it, not enough. He said, all right, how much are you offering? And he went, um, well, I don't know, 20 quid. He went, no, no. He said, all right, tw- 20 quid, all right, leave it, mate. And the bloke who uh, was selling the stuff had the other one said, yeah, is it because you're fat? Whoa! And it's a bit like, mm, don't need to get personal about it. Yeah. Is it because you're fat that you won't pay 25 quid? People are odd like that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Also, we must have been nursing that thought from the start of the conversation. What the hell? Yes, I suppose so. Horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now, look, I really wish you'd been here, Linda. I need you back here and doing all my accounts. I know you... Help to the no! Well, you had not done them last time. Uh, the one and only Ruth Abbott had been doing my account. Was there any time to pay tax? Yeah. So, unfortunately, I got this phone call from the Inland Revenue this week. <laughs> Uh, is that Mr. Clinton Baptiste? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hello there. This is um, Jane Carter here. I'm calling you from the Inland Revenue. So, sorry, you're calling from the Inland Revenue? Yes, from HMRC. Um, we're just doing some right. spot checks on sole trader accounts like yours. And yes. just going through the accounts that you submitted, uh, I think it's April the... 10th they came through to us right, um, we've yes. got some serious anomalies in the accounts and oh. I just need to check a th- few things with you because I think there's been um, well there's a few glaring errors to be honest with you can I just double check with you did you actually do your profit and loss figures yourself mm, well I I signed for them I have a, a lady who does, does my figures for me she's not a bookkeeping um, uh, 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 you, you have an accountant well she's more a sort of well, yeah, sort of accountant. She does a little bit of, fa- you know, figures and stuff for me, paperwork. Why, why is it she, she's well, messing um, me up? Well, just clearly yeah. looking at the figures that you've stated here, your income against expenditure was two million one hundred seventy-five thousand pounds. That I mean, unless you've had for, a massive uh, leap in income over the last year, this clearly isn't correct, no. is it? No, it should be two thousand one hundred. Right, yes. Yeah, so we've got a we've got a typo there, and, and to be million. honest, um, none oh, of the income against okay. expenditure really yeah. makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, I've got a few right, um, okay. notes here that I'd like to go through with you in detail. I'm not paying tax on two million, whatever it yes, was, I mean, one hundred seventy-five thousand. Breach of our yeah. uh, of our uh, conduct here, so you could oh, be facing Christ. a fine unless we can get this rectified pretty swiftly. Right, look, I tell you what, would, would, is it possible to speak a little bit later? I might get the lady to speak on Zoom, and she can just tidy, well, just clear this up a little bit. I'm not paying tax on that. Well, we can have a, a that. meeting with your accountant or your book. She's not really an accountant, she's a bloody idiot. I but might we can, advise we can... you to actually um, to, to find yourself an, an accountant, because a, a lot of our self-employed yes, okay, uh, sole traders... Yeah. We can get into, into yes, a bit of a mess and clear you in quite a pickle here, I'll say, um, yes. Mr Baptiste. Yeah. It is quite a pickle, thank you. Well, look, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get Ruth... I'm going to get this 
bookkeeping lady on Zoom with you a bit later. Is that all right? I can sort something out like that. Yes, that's fine. Because we'll have a meeting at 2 o'clock. If you could be both... 2 o'clock, if that suits. That would be fine. Oh, we will be. Don't worry. All right, thank you. We'll be on Zoom at at 2 o'clock. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs Carter. Right, very keen to sort this out. Thank you. Jesus Christ. So, I'm hoping that you might be able to do some of my figures for me. Flipping it, Clinton. You're cutting it a bit fine, aren't you? Well, I'm not employing you for your belief in the supernatural. Obviously. Uh, You haven't made a cup of tea once since you've been here. Well, I keep getting accused of farting and eating all the biscuits. Oh, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) Do you mind? (laughs) Take a break. Fate and fortune have come up. Trumps, talking of Trumps, they're doing a competition where you write a short ghost story. You don't win anything, you just win your thing in print. It's a cheap way of getting print. Well, I was going to say, I think that the quality of those stories and the bullshittery in those stories has gone through the roof since they've been offering financial incentives. So if this is just for the um, bragging rights, we might get some actual stories. Well, this is not bad. It's a hundred word story. You just have to do it, which we're going to try in a minute. All right, because I want yeah. people to write it. They won't write in with the bloody problems. So I want them to write it a hundred word story. Come on, the spooky music on yes. as you read this one, which is a little bit disappointing, I think. Here we go, Linda. Eye opening experience. Molly had always been skeptical about visiting a spiritualist church, yet here she was having eye to eye contact with a medium. He was saying to her in a determined manner. She's filling out here, isn't she? There's 100 words. <laughs> really, there's only man. 20 yeah. words. Oh, we've got 90 in a determined manner. We're only up to 96. <laughs> I to in I a contact. determined manner. That her husband's friend Peter had died tragically in his own white car. Oh, you know why? She put the in the bed. Go on. Feeling smug, she told him Peter's car was blue. At that point, she decided to leave. Later that night, Molly began to tell her husband about the experience. As his face paled, he revealed that the week before he died, Peter had bought a brand new white car. Yeah, I'm not certain about that one. One, I... What a load of shit. That was terrible. Yeah, I mean... The person has got that in print, but, you know, quite rightfully uh, earned no money, won no money. <laughs> this one is quite good. Spooky music again, please. I'm going to read this out. Murder most messy. Oh, God. Pink marigolds on, prim, Mrs Cavendish carefully knelt... Yeah, they've <laughs> added add prim, marigolds. Don't need that. I'm going to say something now, Go and on. it's probably actionable. All right, turn the thing off. Just a second. The writers at this magazine... Yes. ...are writing these stories themselves. <gasps> this is from Joe Chivers in Bristol. Is it? bollocks they've given us no age we can't chase her up good point murder most messy pink marigolds on music please prim mrs cavendish carefully knelt on the persian rug too many describing words a washing adjectives a washing up bowl full of sods was placed beside her sods first she tried salt she's trying to clean the bloody carpet then dabbing the area with a tea towel next she poured half a glass of sauvignon on the stubborn crimson mac it was only afterwards she'd remembered that was removing red wine. Not a blood stain like this. It was going to require some real elbow grease. She tutted as she plunged a sponge into the water. And then there's the body to deal with. Not bad! 
Joel Chivers in <laughs> Bristol. Just a second. One. That is not a spooky story. All right, listen, we're just going to put on a bit of hold, what I call holding music now <laughs> while we quickly write a 100-word ghost story for you to have a listen to. And you're going to follow suit, all right? Right, let's do it now. <laughs> Stories are now ready. Can we go with you first, please, Lindy? All right, this is a disturbing one, so please, if you are of a of a shaky disposition... A shaky shake disposition. Shake off. That is the technical term. Can you put on the spooky music? Yeah, you're going to need it for this one. Ruth smiled as she pulled up her knee socks. Tonight would be the night she finally made a move on her theatrical yet manly boss. Yeah. A slick of Vaseline on her lips and she was ready to go. But then she woke up and realised it had all been a crazy dream and she was still unable to meet any of these people because she had been slapped with a massive restraining order and the threat of a karate chop to the windpipe. Spooky. Very poor effort. Very poor effort. Well, it's better than the ones in flipping chat, fame and fortune. Or all right, OK, get this. That sounded like a problem, <laughs> not so much a spooky story. It's a story. problem for you, mate. I'm calling this... Put the spooky music on, please. Right. I'm calling this the hobbyist. <laughs> Let's call this fella Clint. Often had the need to use hobbycraft on the retail park. He'd go there to buy glue for his lavish costumes. Needle and thread was often needed to keep his stage designs fresh. He'd asked the sullen and frankly verbose young lady who patrolled the outlet where things were as they inexplicably kept moving the items around. Over there, she'd say with a casual nod, not something that any customer would expect from staff, particularly when Clint had spent so much in their retail outlet. Imagine his horror when he arrived one day and discovered that she'd been murdered round near the fancy coloured paper bit. What a shame, said Clint. Secretly delighted. The end. Very, very spooky. And what do the judges think? Oh, thank you. What a crepe story. What a crepe story. (laughs) So if you think you can do better with a chance to... You won't win anything with a chance to hear... Your story read out on this show, yes, please sensitively. send... Sensitively. please send a hundred-word story to Clinton, Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com. Well, here is someone who really did have a spooky story for me. Last week when I was doing our live show, Clinton Baptiste oh. versus Ramon at the Glee in Nottingham. Have a listen to this fellow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm at the Glee Comedy Club in Nottingham and I asked around because it's a very... um, Well, it's quite a spooky place here because it's old uh, warehouse buildings and I felt that they met... I was picking up 
with my extrasensory paranormal um, antennae that there was something going on here. And I met this young chap, Lewin his name is, he's a student, he works in... What do you do here, son? Um, I work on the floor, so I'm taking drinks out and taking food out. Tell me, you are a believer in the supernatural, am I correct? Yeah, I am, yeah. You came into my... We came to my dressing room just now and disturbed me. Don't worry, I can wipe all that off. That's fine. That's just something I do before the show. And you rather startled me, to be honest. Um, Lewin, you but you have a number of stories, and there's one particular one that you wanted to tell us. Would you please regale the listeners? In the studio, please, Linda, put on the spooky music. Yeah, so one time I went to Alton Towers with um, with scouts for a, um, a scout camp. So I was, I was camping in the, um, the gardens um, one night. Alton Towers, the amusement yeah. park. Yeah, the theme park. Theme park. Yeah. So one night, I um, everyone was going um, for the evening meal. It was like a mid- midnight um, nip, uh, meal. Yeah. And um, it was um, it was dark, and I remember looking up up to the tower through the trees, and I saw a um, a candlelight flickering. What like, tower? Is there a tower at Alton like, Towers? It's like a it's like a bell tower kind of thing, like okay. a really small. I can't really describe it. It's got a small um, skinny tower. Right. And. Um, in in like in like the opening at the top there was just like a candlelight flickering, mm. and I thought that's really strange yeah, because okay. because it's a it's sort a theme of park electric based it's, theme park yeah yeah like the only thing the only light that should be coming from there is the is what's attached to the theme park ride because there's yes. a theme park ride in that building yes and um, I turned to my scout leader and I thought. And I said to him... What was he in your sleeping bag with your guitar <laughs> or something? We were, walking, we were walking to get our Sorry, I meal. beg your pardon. That was just flippant <laughs> and rude of me. Go on. So I said, I said to him, why is there a candlelight up there? Like, that's really strange. And he said, yeah, like how, like, how would one even get up there to light it for starters, even yeah. if it, you know... Like, that, it always just came to me as really eerie. Yes, yes. And then that night I couldn't sleep because I had, like, I had a block of nerves. I'll up your bum. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry. I, I, carry on, Lou. Sorry. So I just, I just felt really, like... You know when you just feel uncomfortable for no apparent reason? I just... I just I start, I started feeling this really, like, overwhelming sense of anxiety. Yes. And, um... And, like, negative emotions. And then the next... And then when I went home... Um, from the scout camp, I yes. googled it, and yes. it turns out that Alton Towers is one of the most haunted places in the yes. UK. Yes. It was even a pit, pit um, even um, featured on Most Haunted. Right. Okay. Lewin, tell me this. So it was, it was like Venture Scouts or something like that. It was Explorer Scouts. Yeah. This was like um, shortly before I um, quit, um, before I outgrew it. Okay, I my brother was at the Venture Scouts and all that, and I've lovely memories of going to scout. This is digressing a little bit. We used to have an arcala at my scouts, and uh, I remember I won't say his name, Chris something. He was the he was a sixer. I think we were in the Cubs at the time, and you know the braiding of the tent. Sometimes late at night, couldn't be bothered to um, go out and do a wee, so he stuck his winkle out through the (laughs) braiding of the tent, and arcala was (laughs) wandering around. Saw this little willy poke and just popped it back in again, which I always thought was a little bit odd. Oh, what's that doing there? Pop that back in again. Disgusting, isn't it? I'm not saying, Lewin, that anything happened like that with your leader. I just want to say that it is a spooky place and it's a very philosophical place. Any of those, you know, venture theme park places. As the Dalai Lama once said, life is a roller coaster. Or it might have been Ronan Keating, one of them. 
but he said, make sure you're not in one of those really shit roller coasters that hangs upside down at Alton Towers and, you know, make you look like a dick on the news. Did you... What else happened there? I mean, it doesn't seem like a very fact-finding tour to go to Alton Towers. Well, it was it was mainly the, 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 the stillness of the night. Like, there was about... To, like there was like hundreds and hundreds of other scouts sleeping there, yeah. but like it was so eerily quiet, and it just filled me with this massive sen- sense of anxiety. Yeah. And I haven't and and I haven't felt a feeling like that since. Funnily enough, I went to the haunted museum in in Nottingham. There's the more. Go on. Go on. Here we go. So I went there recently at the end of the last academic year yes. before my flatmates moved home, yes. and um, we went through there, and we all just we all of us just felt like the longer we were in there, like. We, we started feeling a massive sense of anxiety. Yes. And, like, we started feeling even physically ill from, from like, being there, like, like right. just, like, being, like, really, like, exhausted as if we'd been fighting off, a, like, a cold for, yes, like, two I know. weeks. I know, And we just felt really uncomfortable there after a while. We didn't feel that way when we first went in. The first 20 minutes we were in there, we were fine. You, you might have the gift, my friend. You might well have the gift. The gift. The gift of summoning the supernatural. If you're very, very sensitive to that sort of thing, like me, you might actually encourage spirit world to come close to you. Do you ever feel like that, that you do have a gift of some kind? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I might I might have because um my mum my mum's a believer too and she she goes to spirit mediums as well. Right, okay. And um we've been to a few meetings now and um yeah. well yeah. I've I've been to one with her. Yeah. And um, it seemed like she got more attention from from the spirits when I was there. Yeah, she he right. got more, he got she got more communication from her from her deceased father. Bloody like when hell. I was well, there, that, that is possible. You talk about this feeling of unease. I feel like that very much tonight. My bowels have gone heavy. I'm feeling slightly sick. I've got to go downstairs. And so much a comedy cl- a crowd here at the Glee Club. Why we're playing a comedy crowd? I do not know. Are they quite friendly here? Yeah. Yeah. They're quite friendly, yeah. Oh, Especially when they've had a few drinks. He's got a funny look on his face, like they're not at all <laughs> friendly. Right, Lewin, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Barbara. And I can tell you now that Spirit is here and saying you're going to have a good evening on the floor clearing up people's booze and old plates of shitty burgers that they do here. <laughs> all right, Lewin, anything else to add? Um, not really. I think, I think I'm good. I think I've said everything. He said everything he wants to say. Fading now, Spirit. Fading, fading now. Uh, hello, uh, Mrs. Carter. Uh, thank you for you know agreeing to this this Zoom meeting. Yes, uh, um, that's okay. So, do we have your accountant or your bookkeeper here on the, the line as well? The, can, yeah. Can you put the camera on, please, Ruth? There, there. Hello. Oh yes. Right, this is. Uh, good this afternoon. This is Ruth Abbott. She's, Hello, um, Ruth. I'm Jane Carter from the HMRC. Okay. Um, I just needed to go through a couple of figures that have come through for Mr Baptiste's books. Um, I think I said earlier in our conversation, Mr Baptiste, that your um, income and expenditure didn't really add up. And we had an overall no. income of £2,175,000, which is an incorrect figure that's been entered can, into just the Just one book. second. Just one second. Ruth, can you face towards the camera? 
Um, he's, I mean, called, I, he's called Clinton, not Mr. Baptiste. All right, OK. Um, Sorry, uh, yes, Jane. Well, uh, Mr. Carter, please come. I just want to quote a few of the incomes, well, actually the expenses that have come through, which right, okay. uh, they're not actually qualifying um, expenses, Miss um, oh, Abbott. Okay. So we have... Um, I'll just read through the note. It's I can't actually read the writing very well, but I think it says £1,000 precisely on fancy pants... And there's an yeah, asterisk yes. down at the bottom of the tax return. It says, um, for Linda Pollock. Yeah. Um, right. Then we've got, um, yeah. I, I think, one, one million pounds on hairspray because Clinton's got stupid hair. I mean, he, has got, he has got stupid hair. I mean, this is clearly um, utter oh, nonsense, to be, to be frank. Um, we have £4,000 on skincare for Linda per week. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, it's, there's not even any proper dates um, added here, just sort of random sentences. We've got £5,000 on a new sofa big enough for, I think it says, Linda's bottom. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, clearly th- these, are, these are not correct. This is not a correct way no, of, 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 correct. of accounting. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, well, there's some more. There's some more on there as well because Linda's got such a big bum that we have to get lots more toilet paper. And, oh my and God! And some and nappies um, for Cl- Clinton has nappies as well. Sorry, I, I, I mean I, this. This isn't actually. I don't. Just for the record, I don't have nappies, Mrs. Carter. Well, I mean, I don't. So, do you find I don't care whether you wear nappies or not? They wouldn't no, actually be no, a claimable expense, no, um, okay. regardless, because that's a medical issue. Um, yes, so that would there's nothing to do with your your career. Forget the nappies. Forget the nappies. Just forget the nappies. That's a stupid thing to say, Ruth. Yeah. Uh, so I just would actually just like to know about your your actual qualifications, Miss Abbott, because it's possible that you. I think we're going to have to resubmit all the accounts, and there will be a, um, a fine. Um, well, how big's the bloody fine, Ruth? I, I just I, sorry, I, I, just I, a I second. Miss... Sorry, Mrs. Carter. The thing is, Ruth gave me the impression she could do a bit of bookkeeping. She's not a qualified accountant, but I just have to tot up a few expenses for the tax return. Yeah, I have stupidly signed it. Yeah, I don't I, know whether you've added things after I signed it, Ruth. Um, have you? The, the, um, the thing is, actually, um, Mr. Clinton, that you are you you are responsible for this ultimately. Yes, I know. So, yeah. I know. so goes, you, a, it's, it's you will be liable stun- rather than Ms. Abbott. Clinton, Clinton, will you tell the, this lady um, that a ghost done it? A ghost done the accounts. What do you mean? Sorry, a ghost done the accounts. So, it wasn't sorry, me. I, sorry, there's a third party involved. Uh, I I saw a ghost. A ghost done done that. Ghost done Sorry. it wrong. Ghost done it wrong. No, a I mean, yeah, a ghost hasn't done the accounts, has it? A ghost has not filed. No, it. I, I'm sorry, Mrs. Carter. Utter nonsense, Mr. Yeah, Clinton. I'm, I'm afraid that we will be sending through it unless you can get this rectified immediately. Yeah. It was um, Henry VIII. Will VIII. be a fine. Re- yeah, right, okay. Just, just, can you just, just can we turn her off? Henry VIII didn't do the accounts. Yeah, Ms. Abbott, are you offering your services to any other uh, sole traders at the moment? <laughs> no, she is not. Okay, because no, I do but... strongly recommend that you actually do not put yourself forward for this kind of work because this no. actually could potentially lead to a criminal offence for Mr. Clinton. Yeah, that's um, right. This thank potentially you very we're much, going Ruth. towards um, fraudulent accounting at this point. Yeah, thank you, Ruth. Um, and can you bring Henry the fucking eighth into court with you if you do have to face a court of law for fraudulent accounts? Well, actually, no. it will be Ruth. you that will be facing the, um, the court you. of Thanks law, a lot. Mr. Clinton. Yeah, um, that's right. right. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, but uh, uh, 
Yeah, you're going to have to rectify the accounts immediately, but in any case, there will be a fine coming through right, to you. I'm sorry about that. Thanks, Ruth. I will be passing that off to you and Henry VIII, all right, Ruth? So if one of you could pay it, please, with some gold coins. Ghost no, it's not doing... a ghost. Yeah, okay. I saw the ghost. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, reluctantly, I'm afraid to tell you that Take a Break, Fate and Fortune have once again <laughs> been Jumping the Shark. And you'll remember, we discussed it before, Jumping the Shark is from this programme. Happy days. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps. Jumping the shark refers to the practice of running out of ideas in a long-running TV show. Uh, in this case, I'm using this analogy, it would be Fate and Fortune magazine. And so chucking everything, including the kitchen sink at something, in the vain hope that it'll be entertaining. Nothing subtle about it. And I think what happened was, in, in Happy Days, it, things reached an absolute peak of kind of terrible disaster planning when um, Fonzie leapt over a shark on some skis. And it, since then, it's become known in television land as jumping the shark. Basically, just going to the nth degree to try and make something work, however unconvincing. All right? And that's what happened this week in Fate and Fortune magazine. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Help us from heaven! This is a £300 prize winner... Uh, from Fate and Fortune. Whoa, 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 300 pounds? Yeah, 300 pounds if you sent this in. And I can't help thinking that this woman, Wendy McCallum, 54, has been doing anything to try and win the 300 pounds, including exaggerating enormously. Spooky music, please! Sitting in the car waiting for my daughter Alison to finish a maths lesson with her tutor, pain suddenly ripped through my tummy. Oh, no, sorry, I'm taking the piss. Get, get on. I hate it when grown-ups use the word tummy. Tummy, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, do you know what I don't like? Sorry, just stop the music for a second. Do you call his Willie a wee-wee <laughs> or something? What do you call He's winky. Um, <laughs> ooh, but you're wink... Oh, I'll tell you a story about that later. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you something. What do I? What did I hear last night that I hated? Oh, God, what was it? We were watching telly last night. His forever home. Oh, God! It's, you know, was it like a doggy or something? He's going to be at his forever home. Disgusting! Oh. I don't want to hear that. Speak properly! Also, Your forever home. hubby. Me hubby. hubby. Really, do you not like I that? I think hubby is bloody awful. Disgusting. Right, continue, please. Hmm. Anyway, she had a tummy ache. I must have food poisoning, I groaned. After her class, I managed to drive us home and stumbled upstairs to bed. Soon, I was rolling around on the mattress, clutching my stomach in ab- agony. Agony? Can you go up my family? Could have been that, to be fair. Could have been. I'm calling an ambulance. Alison, then 15, insisted. Just then, three spirits showed themselves to me. One was my spirit guide, Thunderstrikes. <laughs> Why are you laughing at? I've got a bloody native... Uh, we should be making fart jokes. Right. Thunderstrikes. Oh, yeah. Thunderstrikes. A Native American holding his staff, his long hair braided down his back. With him was my beautiful, glowing guardian angel, Emily, who had blonde hair. So that's two that's of them turning on, and there's another gets, one. She only gets the description of, oh, just blonde. <laughs> just blonde. And then finally, there was my beloved gran, Elizabeth, who'd passed away when I was 14. So three of them turned up, three spirit guides. Sunday, Monday, happy days. This must be a heavy-duty one. Don't worry, love, Gran said, gently peering at me through her blue-rimmed glasses perched on her nose. Your appendix is going to burst and you're going to get sepsis, but everything will be okay. Oh, that'd be a comfort, wouldn't it? Someone (laughs) coming back from the dead to tell you that, but go on. (laughs) In hospital, medics began carrying out tests. Tell him you need to scan Wendy, Gran said firmly. She was never wrong, so I asked the doctors. The scan revealed my appendix was inflamed. I was wheeled to theatre to have it removed. As I drifted off under the anaesthetic, I was surrounded by white light. I could feel Gran's hand holding mine. You are a very sexy man. She, she didn't say good, was She it? said you're going to be fine. The surgery took several hours. Your appendix had burst, so it was a tricky operation. The oh, there you are, you see, there you are, yeah. Oh, good old Dr Gran. Without Gran's insistence, I had a scan. Doctors wouldn't have known how seriously ill I was. I had no doubt she saved my life. Thanks, Gran, I whispered. As Gran had been right about my appendix bursting, I knew her premonition I was going to get sepsis was going to prove correct too. All I could do was cling to her words that I was going to be okay. So she didn't mention it? 
Well, she didn't mention it to the medical staff or anything. She just sort of went, oh, I'll just wait for the sepsis to kick in. But you'll be fine. You'll find out. Sure enough, a couple of days later, I became feverish, started shaking and vomiting. It could only be one thing. As I was lying hooked up to a drip of antibiotics, a nurse came into my room to take my temperature. It's too high, she said, looking worried. I'll come back shortly and take it again. The second she closed the door behind her, a spirit with grey hair and a moustache appeared. Bloody hell, who was that? Winter Davis. <laughs> From his white coat, I knew he was a doctor. This is what I mean. Jump in the shot. That's, that's five spirits who've come so far. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, happy days. We have to get the poison out, Wendy. What's he going to do, suck it out? <laughs> he told me gravely. Then the spirit of a nurse, number six, ding in an old-fashioned uniform, laid her hand on my forehead. Sunday, Monday, happy days. And another spirit materialised with the bare-chested shaman. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Long black hair, plaited leaves tied round one of his arms. Don't believe them, they'll get you flipping kissing a cat's Ooh, hole or something. Sounds lovely. Would you like to scrape my bottom one day? She did not say to him, actually. The spirit of the doctor raised a sharp metal instrument. When he pressed it to my stomach, I could feel it vibrating. Mm. Oh, I've got one of them. As he, wor- as he worked, the shaman danced around the room chanting, racist, whilst using a leaf to flick liquid from a bowl. <laughs> when the doctor had... That's what they do! What do you know about it? <laughs> when the doctor had finished, the shaman laid some large green leaves on my tummy. Oh, tummy. tummy! Then the spirits and the leaves faded away. The nurse returned and took my temperature. It's back to normal, she gasped. I've only been gone a few minutes. I haven't got a clue how that happened, but I had. The team of spirits had cured me. I mean, I don't even use the NHS recently. They can do with this bloody lot. A week later, I was discharged. None of us can believe how quickly you got better. A nurse smiled. At my home near Camberley, Surrey, I was soon back to work as a psychic medium and spiritual artist. Aha! Yeah, well, that's what she is. Why do you... Why, what's wrong with that? That's, that's why what she's peddling this bollocks. Well, it, you're not peddling it. It's real. Go on. But two and a half years later, in October 2021, I'd just finished a reading when a terrible pain shuddered through my back and right side. Ooh. At hospital, I was diagnosed with gallstones and given pain relief through a drip. But as soon as the drug started going into my arm, I felt a strange burning sensation. I can feel the spirit in my arm. Gran appeared by my side. You need to get that out of your system now, she told me. What does she know about it? Knowing she was right again, I called to a nurse. I think I might be allergic to painkillers, I croaked. Stop the music for a second. I know this is a bit mean of me, but it sounds like one of these people who wants to tell you all about their medical problems. Exactly. It's just an excuse. Oh, I had this going on. You should have seen this. And the doctor said he'd never seen anything like it. I was right next to death's door. Oh, next door. Anyway, yeah, it's a bit mean of me, isn't it? Uh, It was such a severe reaction that within minutes my throat began to close and my heart rate shot through the roof. I was rushed to an emergency resuscitation room. Don't panic and slow your breathing, otherwise you're going to have a heart attack, Gran's voice warned. As I tried to meditate, I rose above my body looking down at staff, battling to save me. Next thing I knew, I was back on the bed. I could hear snatches of conversation and nurses saying my heart rate was going back down. I had no doubt Gran had saved my life for a second time. But not long afterwards, complications meant I developed severe jaundice, then pancreatitis, sepsis. Oh, well done, love. She'll have it all if it's free. Oh, yeah. Sepsis, ocadema and pneumonia. 
I was Ocademus. and pliers. Edema just means swelling. Oh, edema. Sorry, I thought it said Ocademus. My eyesight is terrible. She thinks she's got it bad. I can't fucking see anything. I was moved to intensive care where my condition deteriorated. Oh, my God. Talk about jumping the shark. Sunday, Monday, happy days. One of my lungs filled up with fluid. My organs began to shut down. My body swelled to twice its normal size. I think I've got that. <laughs> I left my body and floated towards the bright light. This is getting ridiculous. Is she in hospital or Willy Wonkers? I instinctively knew the spirit world lay just beyond it. I had to choose whether to live or die. But Alison needed me. She's not ready to live with... Sorry, this is getting serious now. She's not ready to live without me. I can't leave her, I repeated. Suddenly, with a jolt... There's more ghosts! Suddenly, with a jolt, I was back in my body. Then Gran appeared and took my hand. Calm washed over me. And Gran wasn't the only spirit there. Bloody hell, a whole football team of them. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. God, time and place. It's bad enough when you're in the hospital and they bring a team of young medics in. Never mind all these dead people. I know, it's so bloody crowded. I don't know if you've been <laughs> into hospital recently. Can't accommodate all these bloody people as well. Go on. <laughs> Uh, where am I? Over the next few days. Over the next few days, as I laid hooked up to machines and monitors in agony and struggling to breathe, the room teemed with phantoms mm. constantly coming and going. As well as numerous presences I didn't recognise, there were family members going back generations, along with Emily and other angels. And all the same... Uh, and all the time, faithful thunderstrikes stood guard next to my bed. I knew they were bringing me healing energy, but when a magnificent black horse with a flowing mane appeared... Oh, oh Lloyd's off. Bank, was it? This is too much. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. This is gilding the lily, this is. And looked at me with soft brown eyes, I panicked. I knew black animals and birds were thought by some to foretell death. OK, go on. Does it mean I'm going to die, I fretted. Somehow I managed to reach for my phone and looked up the spiritual meaning of black horses. Yeah, Google it. Uh, got to get to Google. Got to... shaman <laughs> handing over the phone, the iPhone. Too. When I read they bring strength during difficult times, my body sagged in relief. Oh, hold on. Three saggy tits. <laughs> I placed healing crystals like rose quartz, clear quartz, and shungite. Oh my fucking god. Not shungite, please. Around my bed. I meditated, visualizing my body healed and healthy. And I listened to audio tracks of sound healing frequencies on YouTube. The healing power of sound amazed me, and I vowed when I recovered I would train as a sound therapist. Have you noticed in this, right? Uh, every time the NHS gets involved, she goes septic and swells up. Yeah. When she relies on Google and asking Jeeves yeah. and the spirits, everything's all right. For someone who's that close to death, she's, she cannot leave her iPhone alone. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> I could be I could be lying there in a plane crash. I'd still be reaching to see what if anyone's liked any of my comments on Facebook. No, Clinton, that's you can't plug your phone in there. That's your life support. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, too late. I need to check. Someone answered me on Twitter. Please. I've only got two percent. <laughs> Although a nurse had told me I was expected to be in intensive care for six weeks, I was back on an ordinary ward in just over two. Magic. Hold on. <laughs> Back home, thunderstrikes appeared by my bed. I am so glad you chose to stay, he told me. A doctor at the hospital has since told me I nearly died. Oh, God. Flipping. Where's oh. Pride of Britain in all this? <laughs> and, uh, come on, love. And staff didn't expect me to make it. 
I believe I was as close to the spirit world as you can get. Well, you're pretty close, and they all turned up in that little room, <laughs> as you can uh, without passing over. Although it will be a long road, I'm recovering oh, slowly. Oh God, I bet she keeps everyone abreast of her progress. And I've been left with breathing problems, exhaustion, and pain in my joints and muscles. But by rights, I shouldn't even be here. I'm still alive because my wonderful gran and all my other healers, both on earth and in heaven, for that, I shall be eternally grateful to spirit. What, not the NHS? No, poor old NHS, why don't you give them some credibility? And the medicine you had. Bloody hell. Dickhead. No, not dickhead, I'd fall short. I'm going to stop short of calling her a dickhead. Time now for your Skype messages. New message. Hiya, Clinton. It's me again. Can you have a word with Tarawak? He is doing my head in. Oh, he won't leave me alone. I'm not interested. Keeps coming round, trying to tell me stories about the bloody Arctic tundra. I couldn't care less. Last night, I caught him going through my bins. Uh, hi, Clinton. It's Kevin from County Durham. Would you believe I've taught me dog how to say... Clinton. Just have a listen. Come on, Fido. Who's your favourite psychic? Clinton! You like it? Well, still nothing from Paul and Joe, who, who remember the recording their deceased mother. Are you sure that Paul and Joe weren't from the other side? But possibly they could have been from the other side of Blackpool. By the sound of them, they weren't Lytham St Anne's. <laughs> please, if you if you're out there, Paul, if you're listening, Paul, please. I did give you the the, the, the number, the, the the email address. He's probably trying to peddle it to chat fates fortune. You might get three hundred quid. Can we go to your problems now, please? <laughs> Linda has received for the first time. A, an actual proper problem from David Parker and he's put it, Linda's love advice. Thank oh, good. Namaste, Linda oh. Clinton, maybe Ruth, definitely not. Not, not Ruth, Namaste, very funny, right. Me and my husband have been together for 12 years and we want some ideas to spice up our life. Any advice would be appreciated. David and Jimmy, and they said, sent from my third eye. Very, very funny. <laughs> Go on, what advice would you have for someone who's been in a relationship for 12 years and need it spicing up? Please? Listen, whether it's 12 years or 12 weeks, always pays to keep things moving. That's right. What does that mean? Uh, just don't rest on your laurels or his. Please just keep, you know, be, be nice to each other. Just say nice things to each other. <coughs> that sort Maybe of thing. Maybe take him out to a show. I don't know. Maybe by a renowned psychic medium um, with blonde hair. Um, you yes! Can take him out, make him laugh. Laughter is not only the best medicine, unless it's asthma, then you definitely need an inhaler. Yeah. Laughter is also very sexy. Very, very sexy. And, yeah. and failing that, just... Is that your willy? Every now and then. Oh, definitely that as definitely well. Definitely that. David and Jimmy, well, that... To be fair, they haven't given us a lot to go on, really. Which might be their problem. Which might be their problem. Yeah. So, David and Jimmy, good luck to you. I hope that works out. Now, talking of problems, I do have a few problems with Take a Break's Fate and Fortune. The usual! Welcome over to my side. OK, let's have a little bit of spooky music. Uh, well, caring music, okay. maybe. What does the future hold? This is Fate and Fortune and all their, their, their panel of experts. Mm. My 17-year-old daughter, Nat, and I have always been close. That is, until she met her first proper boyfriend, Guy, six months ago. Right. He's 22 
and she's completely under his spell. It does happen. Now she's saying she's not going to sixth form college. Instead, she's going to move into his flat chair and get a job in the kitchen of the pub where he works. Yeah. Oh, God. Guy yeah, seems okay. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, God, sounds like a nightmare. Go on. Guy seems okay, okay. and I don't want to... He's okay, okay, though. She's 17. Who knows? And I don't want to control her life, but I feel that she's making some really unwise decisions. What does her future hold? Sandy, 40, from Bristol. Now, can I just say that? I just want to say this. This is the most brutal answer. This is the answer. And I think this is from uh, Dean... What's his name? Dean Dean Michael Smith. What's his Fo- name? Foxy, Fo- Dean, Dean, Dean Fox, Fox Smith. James. Dean Fox James. This is your daughter's first real love and her feelings for this man are deep and strong. You don't want to hear that. I feel she will leave your home move in with him and start working at the pub. Oh, fucking brilliant. I know this isn't what you want to hear, but interfering will make your daughter pull further away. This relationship will eventually end in tears. Nice. And that is when you need to be there for your, to support your girl. For the time being, you must accept they're together and allow your daughter to have these new life experiences. Nat has to fly the nest in order to come back. Is that correct? No. No. 17 and 22. It's quite no. a big... No, definitely no. not 17. She's not, even, she's not even legally an adult. What's the matter with this lad that makes him go for basically a child? Yes, underage. No. I think that's no good. I, I think that's terrible advice. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, let her go and work at the pub. Give up everything. Go off with this... I'm not going to call him a dirty old man in case I get sued, but a bloke no, of 22. But, but girls his own age are obviously passing him up and there'll be a reason for that, defective. Definitely. Um, I feel like what you need to do is um, uh, I, I assassinate his character. OK, well, look, just... And say, oh, um, wh- where's he going to be in ten years' time? Still there. The problem is they're not. Gonna, she's not necessarily going to listen. All right, lock her in a bedroom. I mean, I have to say, if you're the sort of person who has to write in to take a break, fate and fortune for advice, then maybe you're not in a position to look after... Ch- it does feel brain. slightly limp, going, he's quite nice and this is what she plans to do. What, yeah. Where are you in this, Mum? No, terrible. It's time to step up, right? She's got plenty of friends, she only gets one Mum. You've got to lay it on the line for I her. I think so, and I would say about her... Well, about her abilities as a mother... <laughs> oh, dear, I've got sorry a great idea. That. Go on. Humour her. All right, yeah, you want to go into catering? OK, you can start by cooking all the meals round here, see if you like that. Yeah, how about that? Call it training, ready for the pub. Here's some oven chips, crack on, love. Yeah, that's right. And like not, not the sort of advice... I mean, the sort of advice that they're offering, really. <laughs> Terrible. Well, look, we've reached the end of another exciting delve into the paranormal. Linda, what are you going to be up to? Uh, you know, over the next week. For oh, I see you next week. Okay, over the next week, I'm planning to. Um, oh well. Uh, Job interview. Not quite yet. Okay, I've, so I've, good I've news. I've entered some application forms. Very good. Let's see. I'm going to be thinking about that. Here's the thing, Clinton. I try to. I don't go for things I can't imagine myself doing. Mm. I try not to give in to that fantasy too much to try and avoid disappointment. What would you say spiritually is a way I can handle that? Do you mean, do you look on, on a glass half full or glass, glass half do empty? Do I need to ask the universe for it? Do I need to visualise it and give in to that fantasy? Yes, I do. Yes. Or do I need to protect myself by going, probably won't get it? No, I think you can do a bit, little bit of both. Just to be serious, I think you do have to think positively. Yes. Because apart from anything, you'll be giving off negative vibes if mm. you go in there. And I never do that. No. I... <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Um, no, I think you do have to think positively, but also just, just put a little bit of steel up. 
And actually, if it doesn't work out, what I've always found with things is have a couple of days to lick your wounds, all right, and then come back. Could I get someone else to lick them? Would that be...? I've... It won't be me. I'm not asking you. It I'm just saying, me. does it work the same if someone else does the licking? If you would like to lick Linda, do get in touch. It's Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com. I'm going to make him taste my jam donut. Oh, my fucking God. No, it's a lovely thing, but just be warned about this. Three saggy tits. <laughs> and, and two of them are tying up the middle one. Well, so. listen, you've got to work with what you've got. <laughs> you've got to! And we're going to uh, see you next... Talking of working with what you, what's been thrust upon Hi. you... Here she is, <laughs> Linda. All right, until the next time, lots of love, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Fading now, spirit. Fading now. That's a bit dirty. <laughs> Well, yes, another show, another week. The spirits attending, but now they're ascending back to the stars in their celestial cars. They're all electric up there. My thanks to lovely Linda as ever, to you, Jane Carter from the tax office, Ruth Abbott, Lewin from the Glee Club in Nottingham, David and Jimmy for their letter. And now it's time to say goodbye. I want to take this opportunity also to thank everyone who came to see Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon. 18 months time, I'll be out with another solo show. Yes, just got to find time to write it and do all this shit, uh, this stuff as well. All right, lots of love to you all. More fun next week. Namaste. 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 It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fairy nail.